0: tonight's show, we have actor, comedian, and radio host, Siobhan Rogers. And now for your host,
1: Cool Paul.
0: Welcome back to the Kicking It With Cool Car Show. This is episode 192. Had to make sure I could hear myself. I saw my little thing over there. Anyway, this is episode 192, y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. You know where I'm at every Tuesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here, kicking it with somebody cool like my guest tonight and like all the guests, all the many guests that I've had. Man, this is episode 192. Almost about to hit that 200 mark, man, and it's a blessing. I just want to say thank you to everybody that has blessed My platform has come on here, shared their journey and their stories, just giving value and gems to, you know, the viewers, man. I do this for you guys. Can't do it without you. I say that all the time, and I mean it. Last week, I had episode 191, Lester Green. He is an actor, very talented brother. Uh, He's actually in a movie now called Driving Force that's streaming right now on Tubi. Y'all make sure y'all go and check it out, man. It's actually a good movie. It is really a good movie. I know Tubi gets a bad rep for having a lot of, (laughs) you know, whatever, but... Driving Force is actually a good movie, uh, written, directed, produced by a great guy as well. So show us some love. Go check out episode 191. and streaming right now. But tonight, 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 I got Shavar, Shavar, Shavar Rogers, man. Uh, he's an actor. He's a comedian. He's a radio host. He's a businessman. This brother, we're going to talk about a lot of things, man. He's also on a new TV show, the reality TV show called The One on TV One. Um, I think it just wrapped actually I think the last episode But I know there's a reunion coming I'm pretty sure So we're going to get into that We're going to talk about his his experience on the show How he even wound up on the show Looking for love on national TV We're going to talk to our brother about that um, Just a lot of things man But this is what we're here for To give you guys the goods man The value The gems that you're looking for If you, if you Listen If this episode is not for you 191 something somebody i had on the show is for you but i guarantee you you can get some life gems from this one right here because we go off topic we don't just talk about what he's doing professionally we humanize it we get into this life man we start talking about all things and we just flow we go up the flow so y'all stay tuned i'm about to bring him in if you know somebody that may need to hear a good word you might want to go ahead and tap them share the link all that good stuff subscribe if this is your first time i do invite you to subscribe we got gems right here, man. This is for you guys, all right? So, without further ado, Shabar Rogers, let's get it, y'all. bar what's happening what's thank you my brother I'm here my brother yes sir <laughs> I appreciate you coming you. on the show man you know to share you know be transparent share your journey we're gonna talk talk and celebrate you my brother we're gonna talk about you and celebrate you that's what the show is about so thank you thank you thank you man
1: I appreciate you for having me man uh, I'm always excited to do um you know to do every, every interview I can especially with you know brothers like yourself out here making moves man you know um giving everybody a platform and you know bringing some good information and positivity to the community i heard you talk about tubi man i'm in a couple tubi movies too
0: okay yes hey man you listen you gotta you gotta drop the you're gonna name drop in in a little bit so we so everybody can go check them out because i always like to support the people that come on here man if you're in any projects let me know man i'm just chilling I'll be watching the movie. You know what I'm saying? Just to put eyes on it, because I was talking with uh, Lester last week, my, my past guest, man. It's like, with a, as an actor, all we want... Th- this, look, if you can't do nothing else for an actor, just tune in. Put your eyes on my work. It don't cost you nothing. You know what I'm saying? Put just your eyes it. on my work, man. You ain't even got to yep. tell me you did it. Just the fact that you did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all yep. we want. That's all we want. We don't, we, we don't need no other praise than that. Just put your eyes on the work. So... You got a name drop, but we're going to get into a prayer because I like to pray before every conversation got to set it up right. Let's do it. Now, look, my
1: hair is looking crazy for y'all out there, but that's all right.
0: Man, leave that hat on. Leave that hat on, man. I never take it off. God knows. God, (laughs) he ain't going to take it off. All right. My hair looking crazy too. So let's get it, man. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we just thank you for this night, this moment, this platform. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we thank you for Shavar and his willingness to come on the show. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, and be transparent and just share his dreams, his joys. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, his passions and aspirations. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for today. We thank you for waking us up this morning. We thank you for the food on our table, clothes on our back, and the shoes on our feet. We thank you for the good times. We thank you for the trying times, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus. They are only building blocks, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus. They are not roadblocks. Lord Jesus, we thank you for all the little things that we may overlook and we take for granted. Lord Jesus, you know our heart, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus. We just thank you so much, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, for all things. We just give you all the glory, all the love, all the praise, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your mercy. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen amen my brother amen my brother hey man shavar for the people i gotta ask right what there. does that mean because i know that has a deep meaning tell me brother what does that mean so
1: um because it was it was shavar the god right okay and i can explain that too um but when we talk about being for the people man it's it's a crazy story i guess i got, I got time to tell it i was probably about 19 years old and I was hustling, you know. I I was young. I was hustling. Um, I was in college, but I was still hustling. Okay. And I had went up to. I grew up in North Carolina. Um, and I grew up in Charlotte, but I went up to Raleigh, which is the capital, with these two white girls, man. And we was just out there hustling in this in this like parking lot, right. And so I saw this this brother come out. He came out of like a jewelry store or something, right. Mm-hmm. And I always say he's one of the most influential people I've ever influential people in my life, but I've never met this man. Probably couldn't point him out in a lineup right now. He definitely wouldn't recognize, wouldn't know me. But I saw him come out of this jewelry store. He had on like a like this this real like dope blue suit, corporate, very corporate brother tie on. And this is the '90s, so he comes out. He takes his jacket off. Reach, he goes to his car. Boop boop. BMW opens up the back door. Puts his jacket on a hanger hangs the jacket up, gets in the car, drives off. So why is that story significant? Because at the time I was at a place where I didn't really know what I was gonna do with my life. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was, I, Like I said, I was hustling, but I was in school. I, I was trying to be a rapper. I was trying to do all kinds of stuff. And I didn't really know which direction I was gonna go in. But when I saw that guy that day, and I don't know this man's story. I don't even know this person, Right. but in my eyes, it, look like what I wanted my life to look like. Right. And what that made me realize is that you never know who's watching. And when you walk out of the door, you got to be able to represent and carry yourself in a way that's going to, you know, portray the image that you want and give off the message that you want. You know, so when I say Shavar for the people, you know, the things that we do is not to be showy or flashy or or any of that stuff. It's to give an example to the people that they can they can do these things too. Yeah, you know so. Um, you know who you're. Inspiring, yeah, that's where right? that comes
0: from. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. Keep and, and keep that. Like keep pushing forward with that because people need to know that you got. You don't know who you're inspiring and 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 like people like to say like oh I'm not a you know I'm not an example I'm not a uh, what do they say a role model type of thing right, right. but we all are. We all are, man, how we carry ourselves because there's always some young child watching. There's always some older, you know, some adults that are watching that that need some inspiration, some guidance, and you just never know. So why not carry yourself accordingly, you know what I'm saying, in a respectful manner, with, with, with integrity, you know what I'm saying, with honor, Right. all that. Because people people need those examples because you, you might see some people who are running the muck and be like, man, they don't have no manners. They weren't trained right. Well, guess what? Maybe they weren't. Maybe they came from a broken household. Maybe their mother and father was on crack or whatever, or they just it's weren't true. present, right? But so they need examples, and maybe they just weren't in a in a setting where they had or an environment where they had examples. So now, yes, you could be the first one, just like you saw that guy, right? Because I'm pretty who sure knows? He, was... he might have been doing worse than what
1: I was doing, but I, but I, but but from what I saw, it looked like what one of my life did look like. And yeah, you know, one of my favorite quotes comes from martin luther king um he says even if you're called to be a street sweeper street the, sweep the street so well that people will say there goes a great street sweeper yeah so you know whatever it is that you're in life to do you should do that so that people will say this is a person of integrity this is a person who puts a lot into the this is a person who puts a lot into their life and uh you know be an example
0: absolutely absolutely yes for the people <laughs> for the people hey i want you to do something because i want i want people to see that great picture behind you can you shift okay. your right just just a little bit so they could catch oh, a glimpse Where's of that at that art is that better yeah come over just to let to your left just a little bit just a little bit just a little bit Hold no no, no back the other way other way
1: yep wait wait
0: back my left yeah to your left yep we gotta get it right on camera, y'all. It's all good. There we go. That? There we go. Is Talk that perfect? About... Yeah, I, I need people to see that piece of art back there, man. Yeah, <laughs> man, I got
1: that made, man. And yeah, uh, yeah that's, that's, dope. that's That's me.
0: That's
1: Absolutely. the first thing you see when you walk in my house.
0: Absolutely, man. You know the I told you. the house is. You're the only other person I've seen other than Lil Duval or something like that on their wall, man. <laughs> you got one looking like George Washington. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but that's dope for real. All right, so le- listen, man. So you know, I put you up in lights, introduced you. You know, actor, comedian, radio host. Um, you're a mortgage broker by day, but I want to talk to you about your life, right? Like I said, I don't, I don't ask personal questions, but I like to humanize the conversation. Kind of, you already give us a little bit, a little backstory on what you were doing in college and this and that and the third, but. Let's take it back a little bit further. Like, I know you started out um, being like a, a promoter. You're right. Show well, you. so let's see. what
1: What's the rundown on me? Okay, let's see. Yeah. Let, I was let's, born let's, in Brooklyn. Okay. In the 80s. Um, I moved to North Carolina as a kid um, in the late 80s. Lived with my grandparents. Um, and, uh, you know, New York in the 80s, of course, this is New York during the cocaine era, the crack era. you know which have a which have a huge effect on our community um so you know i ended up going to live with my grandparents in north carolina and just had a really good childhood man like you know it's crazy because um especially compared to you know the neighborhood i grew up would have grew up in in brooklyn um two-parent household my grandfather you know he um drove you know drove trucks had a truck had a trucking business my grandmother was a, was a homemaker. You know, my grandfather raised us all. You know, we never really had that, that problem of like oh, our lights is cut off. Our water right. is cut off uh, and moving around. You know, I just had a, I just had a good childhood. And, I, and I, when I think back on it, it's not that there wasn't stuff going on, but I feel like my grandparents were extra protective of me because of, you know, me being there and, you know, them them, them taking care of me and raising me, which I really appreciate. I mean, I always say that you know, I haven't met a man as great as my grandfather. And I've met a lot of great men, um, okay. you know, but my grandparents were just really good people, not perfect, just really good people. Yeah. But, you know, right around the age of, you know, 14, 15, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to smell myself and I'm starting to want to get out. <laughs> so, you know, um, I, I spent some time, you know, hustling and being in the streets and, and, and doing that whole thing. But I mean, one, one thing that I, I never wanted to do was I never wanted to be an embarrassment to my grandparents. Okay. and I think they kept me from making a lot of moves that I would have made otherwise. And now when I look back on it as an adult, when I think about you know, a lot of the people I was hanging around at the time, they didn't have that stable, that stability in their homes. You know, um, like I always think back on my, one of my best friends when I was in maybe 10th grade, how we used to go hang out in his house because there really wasn't no rules. But when I think back on it, he lived in a trap house. He lived oh, in a trap not. house that his sister, you know what I'm saying? His sister's boyfriend ran, you know what I'm saying? And that was a trap house. And we really didn't have no business in there, but we was in there. You know what I'm saying? And we <laughs> thought it was cool because we could go there and hang out, do whatever we want to, skip school and stuff like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, when I think back on, on those kind of situations, um, a, lot of, a lot of, a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of kids didn't have the same stability that, that I probably had. And I really didn't have no business, but not done myself. But, you know, made it, you know, made it through that whole time and end up, um, I played ball. End up going to um, going to college with the Barbara Scotia, uh, graduated from Barbara Scotia and really after I graduated college, um, was really when a big shift happened in, happened in my life. I ended up getting a job working for uh, one of the top financial firms in America, just on happenstance because the girl I was dating at the time, her aunt was a manager there, and she got me a job. Okay. And um, it changed my life. You know, it got me around some different kind of people. Yeah. You know, and it put a different perspective. I learned a lot about, you know, money and wealth and credit and, you know, those kind of things. And, and you know, it, it really put me on a different t- trajectory in life. But even college didn't do it.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. That real world experience, man. And, and, yeah. and, and, and let's talk to that because we were just talking off camera about that. Let's talk to that. So you're an entertainer. You're on TV, right? Nine to five. You're a nine to five guy. You're juggling that. But a lot of people, well, we'll say Instagram, social media just promotes just hustling, going out and getting it. But nobody really tells you how to sustain or maintain while you're chasing these big dreams, right? Right. So they look down on the nine to five. You've been in real estate, mortgage industry for over 20 years, you said, right? It's no yeah. noble. I went, to,
1: I went to work for Fidelity in 2003. No, 2004.
0: Okay. Yep. And and so my first real job. So, and, and here's the thing. People like the younger the younger generation, they need to know that it's still noble and respectable. And you're not frowned upon, you know, you shouldn't be frowned upon by your peers because you go and get a 9 to 5 to fund your dreams. But right. a lot of those a lot of kids think that, man, I'm not going to get a job. I'm just going to struggle. I'm a, I'm a hustle. I'm going to figure it out. But I mean, not to say you can't make it. You can't, but why do it that way when you can live a normal life, have a good quality of life, and still chase your dreams? You just gotta main it, maintain it, manage it correctly. So, can, can just speak to that a little bit because I mean, you're juggling it, and and you're on TV, right? Yeah. So- I'm on TV, <laughs> um,
1: and it's not my first time on TV, but um, but you no, know, because here's here's the thing about it. Like you know, um had I not done the nine to five thing, right? Had I not, um, had I not taken that that, that job at Fidelity, um, I wouldn't be, I probably wouldn't be sitting here in front of you right now, because what it did was, like I said, it put me in the rooms with different kinds of people. It opened up doors for me and it, and it allowed me to learn how to navigate those spaces that a lot of times as an artist, you don't necessarily learn to navigate because you're focused on the art that you practice, right? So you might be a singer, or you might be an actor, or you might be a comedian, or you might be a painter, or whatever, and that's your art. Well, there's an art to business as well. Mm-hmm. And you know, for those that can learn to do both, you be you know, that's where you see the mobile like Jay-Z come from. But then at the same time, for those that don't learn it, that's when you see artists that kind of fizzle out because they don't know the business part of the of music, or well, they don't know the business part of entertainment. It's the entertainment right. business. Right. And it really taught me a lot about navigating those spaces and being able to, um, you know, work in those type of rooms. But it also gave me the income that I needed to be able to finance those dreams, you know, back, you know, back years ago, when I wanted to start a, a party promotion business, well, the money I made at work, that's the money that I was able to put into buying radio yeah. time and, and, and bringing, bringing artists and. And have my part of that. You see what I'm saying? Right. And being able to work with those artists, bringing those those names that be later on that became big names. Sometimes we brought big names, people that were big names at the time. You know, but being able to do that opened up doors for me in the entertainment business. You know, the thing about it is nobody's going to finance your dream. That's your dream. Absolutely. You have to find a way to finance it. Absolutely. So, you know, whether that does come from you just hitting the streets and hustling, I, I, I'll say this about that. Me going that route in 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 high school and early adulthood, if I had the options that these kids have now, there's no way you would go out there and do that because Instacart, DoorDash, Uber, yep, there's so many ways to make money. In the '90s, you didn't have those type of ways to make money. It's either you went worked at like a McDonald's or a Burger King, which I did that too, or Mm -hmm. You went, I was like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I mean, I, I think for a lot of these kids, man, nobody's really telling them that. Nobody's really teaching them that, right? And, and this idea that they have about what success looks like and what how to get there is skewed. Nobody's telling the kid that even if you graduated from high school, let's say you weren't the type to go to college, and you're not the type to even get a technical degree. Say you went to work for Kroger. Mm -hmm. Well, if you spent 10 years working for Kroger, now you're 27 years old when you that's when you graduated, you can spend 10 years working for Kroger. And and, and by the time that you're 27, 28 years old, you can have built more wealth than a person who went out there and hustled in the streets, got caught, went to jail, in and out, blah blah blah. You can have built more sustainable wealth. By the time it's your 27, 28, working at Kroger, making $15 an hour yes. than somebody who went out and <laughs> sold drugs or sold weed or sold pills or, or scammed, then they're ever making that 10 years. And you do it without all the risk. Yep. So nobody, nobody's really teaching our kids how that looks and how that works, though.
0: Yeah, they're not. They're not. And that's why I want you to talk about that because hopefully somebody will catch wind of this and share it, and they can you know they can hear it. Because a light bulb needs to come on. And, and like you said, you know, if you don't know the business, you're just the product. And what happens with every product? There's an expiration date or it it's becomes outdated, right? It, get, it, it gets old. So if you're, say you're an artist and you don't know the business, you're going to fizzle out. You're going to become uncool. You, you know, you're doing hip hop, but you're not hip no more. Like, even Andre 3000 said, he said he he fell back because he was like, listen, it comes a certain time where you just start looking ridiculous. You're not hip no more. These kids don't connect with you anymore. You gotta- And he's one of the greatest to ever do it. Right.
1: LL is one of the greatest to ever do it. Jay-Z is one of the greatest to ever do it. Very few people, very few people have that sustainability where Jay can jump on a song, right? Nas can jump on a song. Nas just drop the dope ass out, right? Mm-hmm. But it's and and, and and people are going to be mad, but is Nas going to sell the same amount of albums as Twenty One Savage in today's in today's atmosphere? It's not, and Nas is my favorite rapper. Nas is absolutely my favorite rapper of all time. But is Nas going to sell the same amount of records as Migos? It's yeah. not, it, and it's not because they're better than him. It's because during this time period, that's the soundtrack of this generation. Yep. Right. Nas is the soundtrack of our generation. You know, yep. in in the nineties, that's, that's what we listen to. So that's the soundtrack of our generation. So yeah, you know, you have to be able to to transition. One of the things about life is change is inevitable. Animals that do not change and adapt, die out,
0: die out. That's
1: why no more dinosaurs, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever happened to dinosaurs, whatever happened to them, they ain't here no more. Right? So for some at some point, they needed to change and adapt and they did not and they ain't no more dinosaurs, right? So you have to have adaptability in whatever plan that you have. Like you got to be able to, to 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 make those changes so that you can continue to move forward in life. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yep. And and to but if be Nas and Jay Z, they 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 learned the business, they adapted, and they adapted. Look, well, I don't know if a lot of people even know Nas invested in Ring for Wait, what ten and mil, and now it's worth forty mil for him. His hey, yeah. like yeah, smart investments. So you learned yeah. the business, you were able to sustain, you're not broke, you're not you're not uh, a, 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 a prisoner to to doing shows, a slave to doing right. concerts, because there's a lot of artists. Man, we just had this conversation. I can't remember who I had this conversation with, but there's a lot of artists out there right now, and COVID showed you that they go to work every day, just like you and I, they brother. Do. They Ain't nothing glamorous, because they're slaves to the concert. They have to do yeah. concerts. If they're not doing concerts, they're not really making no money because these albums aren't selling anymore. Streams aren't paying what these Streams albums used to pay. And the thing about it is
1: with these 360 deals, sometimes they're not making the money that they was making all the of shows back in the day. I know. Because 360 deal 360 means 360. 360 degrees of whatever your business is, they get, it, they it get gets, some of that. Yes. So, you know, I mean, they're not even making the money they used to make off of that. I know. The, the good thing is they do have the internet, which is something that right. you know, has changed the way that, you know, artistry works. But whether you're in the music business or entertainment business or or corporate or whatever, one thing that we miss now, I've been talking about a lot lately is there's four ways in American society that you elevate your status. And that doesn't matter whether you're born poor or whether you're born rich, you elevate your status through these four ways. The first way is education, right? You have to get an education where that means just going to high school, going to college, preferably some type of college, you can say it does not matter. I don't care whether that's a technical degree, I don't care whether, whether it's a, it's, it's a four year degree or whatever, you have right. to get some type of education because what education does, it opens up the door for you to move to the next step, which is access to credit and capital, yep. right? You have to be able to have access to capital, which means that you have to be able to make income, right? right. Even, if your jo- even if your plan is to become an Instagram or social media influencer, Right, having the education is going to be able to allow you to navigate those spaces so that when you are negotiating those deals for your influencer money, you're going to be able to negotiate better deals. Now, that's way number two. So, you got access, so we got education, we got access to capital and credit because, again, it's better to have an 800 credit score than it is to have half a million dollars. I guarantee you can buy more stuff with that 800 credit score than you can with that 500,000.
0: Absolutely, you can't
1: buy a million dollar house with 500,000 if your credit score is a 400. Nope. but you can buy a million dollar house with $50,000 if your credit score is 800. Yep. So yep. that's the next step is working on your credit, capital on credit. From there, the next step is real estate because real estate is the most safe investment that you could possibly buy. They're not making no more land, right? It ain't going nowhere. I don't care if it's in the hood, I don't care if it's in the middle of a swamp, it has some <laughs> type of value, yep. right? Yep. You know, so that's the next step. purchase real estate now the fourth step is insurance which a lot of insurance is more about the generational side of it because most insurance you're not going to be able to cash in on that until after you pass away but there are there are insurance policies that allow you to build wealth while you're alive as well i was telling somebody today i saw this post it said um oh your boy corey holcomb i like corey he's he's a dope he's a dope comedian he's one of my Mm -hmm. favorite comedians too but this clip is going around him talking about, oh, if you're 40 years old and you're not already rich, blah, 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 Corey. This is keeping 100. Like, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say what I was thinking. But I'm just saying if you're 40 years old and you haven't already made it, you may as well basically just give up. But what that clip doesn't talk about is the fact that the average person becomes a millionaire at age 57. Why do they become a millionaire at age 57? Because most people begin to retire around that age. That's when they cash in a 401k. They cashed in the HSAs. They cashed in those um, whole life insurance policies around that age, and you're, getting it, you're doing it tax free. So you've been working for UPS for 25 years and contributing to your 401k plus they match and whatever. You've been working for Bank of America. You've been working for or you've had your own business and you've been contributing to your HSA and your, 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 Roth, your, your Roth IRA and those type of things. Right. So at the age of 57, when you cash it out, you damn near become an instant millionaire. And if you do things right, you probably own some properties, too, that are also adding to your net worth. So, yeah, I mean, this concept of you got to rush out here and go make it happen. If you don't make it happen by the time you're 21, 25, man, if I would have died at age 21, which I thought I was. you know, <laughs> If I would have died at age 21, I could only imagine, I mean, I, you know, all the life that I would have missed out on. You right. know what I'm saying? So you got time. You do have time.
0: You Not forever, but
1: you do have some time.
0: Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. I, I'm so glad you said that, though. Seriously, man. A lot of people need to hear that. I'm posting this clip. I'm going to post this clip because people need to hear that. People are killing themselves. They're out here depressed, killing themselves because they feel like they got to make it by their 25, their 24. You know, if I'm 30 and over and I haven't done this. Like, social media is killing us, brother. Yeah, man. You know? hey, And look, some good, social it's some good, it's not necessarily media. a bad thing, right? Yeah, I was gonna social say media that.
1: Is giving people a platform that absolutely otherwise they would not have had, right? Yeah, but the problem is that social media is also giving people a platform that otherwise they wouldn't have had, like you <laughs> know, it's, it's like you know, it's so much information out there and it's hard to decipher what's real and what's not real, yeah, you know. But I can pro- I can tell you that from working in corporate America and also working in the entertainment business. 99% of the shit that you see on, online isn't real. Yep. You know, JC has a quote where he says, it never rains the music videos because we only film on sunny days. Right. But you know, it rains in real life. Yep. So, you know, most of the stuff that you see on TV, most of the stuff that you see on the internet, it's not real. It's fabricated. Absolutely. People only put the best, the best pictures up. I might take a hundred pictures to get that one picture that you saw. Yep. So.
0: <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> yeah. Just like, just like when you say you took off your hat and you had a bad hair day. Right. Social media, you'd have a hat on, right? You'd never see that. You clean right. every yeah, day. a hat on. Right? You clean every day on social media.
1: I'm clean for that. If you don't do nothing else when you wake up in the morning, wash your ass. So, right. <laughs> you don't think right. nobody knows, but the nose knows. I promise you that.
0: Right. Do that. Do, wash do your that.
1: <laughs> You'll start your day off. Your days will go a lot better if you just start washing your ass every morning. <laughs> So,
0: <laughs> All right, no. so let's talk about, let's talk about how you segued into acting. Cause you said you went, you played ball, you got into finance and started learning the ways of the business, the corporate world. But how did you segue into, in, into acting or what sparked your interest in acting?
1: So, um, like I said, I've been in the entertainment business really since like the late 2000s, really early before that. Because like I said, I used to want to be a rapper back then. I'm actually a dope rapper too, but it just wasn't my thing. Um, But so when the financial crisis happened in 2007 and eight, I had been, like I said, I've been in Fidelity for a few years. I made some money, ended up um, getting laid off from there. And I was like, I don't want to work for the white man no more. So, you know, I'm trying to figure out what I'm gonna do. (laughs) And I started a promotion business Okay, and ended up promoting some of the biggest names, um, working with some of the biggest promotion companies in the city of Charlotte, you know, um, did shows with like Drake early on. I remember we booked Drake and I don't even know who the fuck Drake was. Somebody was like, you know, that's the nigga that do that song. Uh, what song, What's his first song? I forgot what it was. And I was oh, like, yeah. yeah, he all right. I don't think he gonna be around much longer. <laughs> and he was like, no, 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 he gonna be dope, he gonna be dope. And we ended up booking Drake. We brought Drake to Charlotte. We brought Rick Ross to Charlotte when he was relatively new. Um, we did shows of Plies back in the day, like, you know. And so um, I did that. I ended up uh, managing, um, you know, doing some management for Bad Boy South and okay. stuff like that. And I got in the radio um, right around 2012 and, um, I started at uh, it was, the station. Now is streets 103 in Charlotte. When I started there, it was WGIV 103. WGIV 103 was the oldest black owned radio station in America at the time. It still It's actually still it actually t- technically still is that that signal has been on air and playing black music since like the twenties or something. Like it's crazy how long WGIV has been around. So, um, I started there one day a week, end up going to uh, the morning show with B.J. Murphy. Um, I'm sure a lot of people know who B.J. Murphy is, um, but didn't really work out with us. And I ended up doing the middays and the middays was a financial talk show. They didn't do music during the, the middays. End up doing that. And um, there was another guy, shout out to uh, the homie, uh, Kevin Fox, man, he's actually in Atlanta now, but he was on the station at the time too. And he ended up, I don't know what happened. They, he ended up leaving the station or whatever, and I got his time slot at night. So, um, so yeah, that's how I ended up getting into radio. And people would say, "Oh man, you're so funny on radio. Why don't you do comedy?" And um, I got I started doing comedy because me and my ex broke up. I was sad. I needed an outlet. <laughs> so um, I ended up going on this comedy tour uh, about my, my failed relationship. And um, wow, became pretty successful doing comedy. So fast forward. So the pandemic, I had ended up moving to Atlanta. Um, I had been in Atlanta um, when the pandemic came probably about six years. And um, during the pandemic, people started to get laid off, consultant job got laid off. And one of the girls I worked with, she said, oh, you know, you can get a lot of work, doing extra work here in Atlanta as an extra, acting extra. Why don't you try that? She's like, I'm gonna send you this link. Apply for this, this music video. And I'll apply for this music video. Shout out to uh, Sydney from SK Agency. She booked me for my very first music video in 2020 I was in a music video with the baby. That's crazy because we both from the same we both from the same city, right. and I know a lot of his people. So I ended up doing a music video with him, and from there it was just like it just took off from there, man. Like since that time, I've been in probably fifty music videos. Damn. Um I've, I was I've been in uh, I've been on BMF, I've been on First Wives Club. Um, like I said, I've been in two Tubi movies: right? <laughs> um, Savage Revenge and um, Preaching Lies. So I mean, I. I it, it, it was actually really cool how I got into acting, but yeah, a, a lot of it was by happenstance, not really by happenstance, but, you know, it just kind of came along, man, and being able to take advantage of those opportunities.
0: That's dope. How did, how so, okay, so let's talk about the one. So how did that opportunity present itself? Did you ever see yourself going on a reality show, looking for love, or, like, talk to that. So, so
1: <laughs> what's crazy is, I've always wanted to be on a reality TV show, right? <laughs> I just think reality TV is cool. Um, and th- when I I actually auditioned for another um, dating show, right? Okay. And I didn't actually get chosen for that particular dating show. But they called me back and said, hey, we have another show that we think that she might work better for. And the thing is, when they say, well, why do you want to go on to a reality dating show? Like, like, Why are you open to doing a dating show? I think that my reasoning behind it was that I wanted to do something different than what I was doing when it came to dating. You know, dating in, that, in today's age is, 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 is different. I won't say it's hard, but it's different than it was. You know, yeah. the landscape has changed. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I wanted to open myself up to, a, to a, a different opportunity to meet some different people. You know, who knows who, who you might meet. You know, it, it'll be great if I go on here and, you know, I actually meet somebody but at least I'm exposing myself and open myself up to be right. able to meet other, people, you know, meet other people in different ways than, than the way I normally do. So that was really exciting to me. They gave me the opportunity and, and you know, I, I ended up on, on the show, man. So that was really cool, you know?
0: So what, what are some of the takeaways that you got from the show? Like, did you establish some good lasting relationships? Did I did. You learn some things about yourself? Like, what did you, yeah, what's some takeaways?
1: I can say that I couldn't have chosen a better group of people to be on a
0: show with Okay.
1: Um they're definitely like my brothers and sisters. I think we all learned something. I think everybody that came onto that show came from a, a genuine place
0: mm-hmm.
1: of actually wanting to meet somebody. You okay. know, um things yeah. that I can say that I learned about myself. You know, I want to say I'm ready to be in a relationship, right? But I also realized that there is a certain piece about being single that I do enjoy about being single. And it's not about I think that when men say that people immediately think, oh, well, you just want to run around with every girl. And that's not that's not what I mean. It's the piece of being able to come into your house and there's nobody there. It's the piece of not really having to answer to anybody. I think women enjoy that, too. I mean, it's the piece of being single and not really having that responsibility of answering to somebody that, you know, um, that, that I think is there. I think I learned that about myself. I think I learned a lot about the kind of woman that I want to be with okay. um, while I was on the show. You know, I was fortunate to be there for an, an amazing woman in the Bachelorette at Ashley, she's, she's a great girl. But I was also fortunate enough to be in the house with, you know, six other amazing women who all have different personalities and come from different places and, and, and those type of things. So I was able to learn a lot while I was there, right? And I was in the house with seven good brothers who I learned a lot from too. And seeing how they move and navigate in those types of spaces. So um, I was able to learn a lot about myself as well as the kind of woman I really want to pursue. And uh, you know, just being where I need to be in order to, in order to be in a relationship.
0: Okay. Yeah, man. And, and you know, I'm just gonna speak to you saying that everybody really came on, you know, with a genuine uh of want or need to. Find love, you know, because as yeah. someone watching, you know, everybody looks at reality and say, Do they really, you know, are they really invested? Are they just on there to kind of get a light shined on them because they're an actor? Like, so it's good to hear, you know, coming from you being on there, knowing that, hey, everybody came right. on really, you know, invested in trying to find a, a partner or something like that. So, yeah, that's, that's good to hear, man. Definitely. Yeah, man.
1: You know, I, I could definitely say that everybody was definitely fully invested. And there's so much more. There's so much more to the show that you, like, the cool. audience will never be able to get. Yeah. We could do 50 reunions and they'll never be able to get it because this is one of those things you had to be there. And we filmed over the span of about two and a half to three weeks, eight, 10 hours a day. Wow. So 90% of that of that footage will never make it to any TV screen. You see what I'm saying? Like uh. You can't put all of that into... 12, 42 minute episodes. It's just not enough time, you know, right. to, 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 to show all that. So, I mean, it was a lot, <laughs> but it was a good experience and I would definitely do it again. You know, I would definitely say that.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's dope. I've been watching it. I just watched the uh, the uh final episode tonight. So I just wanted to catch did up on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you think about Ashley's decision? So when I
1: went to the house, no matter of fact, even before I went to the house, If you watch the original episode I was on episode four and I said this on the episode,
0: I said... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you say Uh, that. uh, Oh, oh, we got a clip? (laughs) I got that clip. So let me go to the clip and we'll bring it back around. yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so yeah, that's a good setup. Let me go to the clip and then we'll bring it back around. Hold on real quick. Here we go. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is when Shavar is first introduced on the show. He meets Ashley and You'll you'll see we about to talk about. Here we go. There Yeah. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah it, it's true, man. And I was definitely absolutely talking about myself in that clip, like you know, um, you know, because the other two guys sitting at the table, shout out to Adi and Brent, man, they both they also both in their forties, right? And we all single, but I was definitely talking about myself because I actually it's crazy who's having that conversation there because me and my homeboy was talking about that you know, probably about a week before that. I'm like, yo, man, like we still, we still trying to hit the club. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm saying? I'm 40 years I'm 42 years old, man. Right. You know? um, but you know, the, the thing about it is, and I said it in, in that same episode, I told Ashley, I said, no matter what decision you make, I want you to always make the decision that's going to be best for you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Whether that is choosing me, whether that's choosing this person, or whether that's choosing yourself, I want you to make the decision that's best for you. And I think a lot more of us would get so much further if we were not afraid to make those decisions for ourselves. If you're not ready to be in a relationship, the worst thing you can do is go out there and go try to be in a relationship with somebody and right. fuck they life up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, basically at, at the end of the day, that's, that's where you are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. Um,
0: Sometimes you can do I'm more damage to, to, yeah. you, to your partner.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like I can appreciate a woman saying, "Look, I'm not ready to be in a relationship." The way that Ashley at the end of, you know at the end of the day said, "Hey, I need to work on myself some more." Yeah. You know, and, and then on top of that too, like just pushing a relationship. Let's get a chance to get to know each other. You know what I'm saying? Let's get a chance to really bond in that way. I'm yeah. not a big person on dating your friend, right? I I think that there's a place for friends and there's a place for mates. And mate and friend are not the same thing. That's why it's called a boyfriend. That's why it's called a girlfriend. That's why it's called a husband or a wife. That is not your friend, right? Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that they take priority of your friends. This means that your relationship is different. But I do feel like that there has to be that type of connection in order for them to be able to become your wife or her to be able to come your, become your girlfriend. So yeah. you know, give that woman time to uh, you know get herself together.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So, so let me ask you this, and and I don't. I'm gonna go ahead and ask you. So, did you? I know. I'll oh, say. Okay. So you were there for the one, Ashley, right? Uh-huh. But did you happen to take interest in anybody else that was in the house?
1: I mean, literally from the day I walked in, they were like my sisters, man. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like,
0: okay. Okay.
1: And like, I love them like my sisters now, like. And I'm protective over them like my sisters. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um, so it just, that just never really developed with me because it was just like always like, these are my sisters. These, these are my TV show sisters. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> and, 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 and the fellas was like my brothers. Like, like like seriously, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So even when I talk to them now, I'm like, all right, sis, I'm going to talk to you later. Or, all right, bro, I'm going to talk to you later, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, so I don't think that it ever really, it ever really like developed like that. With me and anybody else, I think that that I was always kind of like, "Oh, I'm I'm big bro, I'm I'm your brother," like you know what I'm saying. So, you know, and yes, we were in the house with with seven very very attractive women. Like every one of them, no matter whoever Brent chose, no matter which one of us ended with Ashley, nobody was a bad choice.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah, man. And so after the show, do you guys get up, hang out? You guys, is it? like that?
1: That's actually one of the things I love the most about our group is that we are all so supportive of each other. Like, we were just all together um, a couple days ago for my birthday on Sunday.
0: Okay. Well, happy, happy um, belated, man. We were together man. for
1: Mika's birthday on, on Friday. We were together for, um, uh, we be calling her a little Ashley, but Ashley uh, Johnson's birthday uh, on on last Wednesday. You know, um, we all celebrated Richie's birthday. We celebrated Jazzy's birthday. We celebrated Audie's birthday. I mean, oh, everybody, dope. you know what I'm saying? And, you know, we all support each other in our endeavors. You know, support each other with our businesses. Right. You know, um, I supported Jazzy has recently had a um, a, um, a school drop back school drop for the kids. I made a large donation for that. I mean, everything that we do. Audi has a um, has a uh, like a nonprofit thing coming up in a couple of weeks. You know, I'm support. We're supporting them in that. I mean, so we are a very supportive group of, of people. I know that with a lot of shows. They don't get that. Like they don't get that cohesiveness. Yeah. And not that they haven't been, haven't been internal struggles because we are all adults and, and people have feelings and emotions and sometimes feelings get hurt. And sometimes people say things they probably shouldn't have and blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, right. it's like a family, though. You see what I'm saying? And the thing yeah. about a family is sometimes family falls out, but the love always remains. Right. Yeah. So even if I don't talk to you every day, even if, if whatever I said, you might not have liked it. I love you. And I really
0: feel like that's how the whole group feels about each other. You know what? And I and I, I I remember when I was interviewing Richie from the show, she was saying that you know Kirk and and Tammy and TV One were real big on like black excellence, and they they didn't want to fuel any fires. Like the, the, the directors and whoever was on set didn't want to fuel any fires and have all that ratchet stuff going on and everybody you right know, writing and all that. So I think that plays a big part in the cohesiveness and the in the the relationship building for you guys too. Would you say the same? because it wasn't kind that, of like on. I really think on. it's more
1: the genuineness of the people that are on the show. Honestly, like I said, you know, different personalities, different personalities on class sometimes, but at the end of the day, I can't say that there's anybody on this show that I don't genuinely, you know, have love for in my heart. And, and I feel like everybody on this show genuinely cares about, has love for, wants to see the best for everybody else on this show.
0: Okay. And So, so I think
1: it was more our personalities and who we were as people that, that created that cohesiveness. Uh-huh. I, I'll even say this, like when me, cause me and Adi were on the same show. So me, Adi and Maika and Stephanie, who's also very close with us all, she was with us the other night. Um, when it came time for us to go and, and, and you know, Ashley was gonna choose and Brent was gonna choose who's gonna end up going to the mansion with, with us. Um, they kind of had us like in a, in a closet, basically. No, it was a bathroom, right? And they had us waiting mm-hmm. in this bathroom But and we didn't even know now, mind you, this is the first time we'd ever all met, right? I had met Adi the day before, but I met Maika and Stephanie that same day. And they had just met us that day. So we all actually grabbed hands and we prayed together while we were in that bathroom. You know, and we prayed for each other's well-being, we prayed for each other's success. We prayed that whatever comes of this show, you know, we are all able to to be able to, to take what we need from this opportunity. Um so that right there, this was, we, we just met. We literally had met maybe thirty minutes before that, an hour before that. You see what okay. I'm saying? Yeah. So it was just a, it was just a genuineness from the very beginning that that you know I don't know if they have it other shows. I don't know about that. I've been on other sets before acting, and, and I can tell you that there's people who I played a major role with. We was like that on camera, and I ain't talked to them since. So you know, <laughs> right. So, then, yeah. so there you go. Um, it, it was just a real genuineness from the very beginning with us, man. Now yeah. I love that about us.
0: Yeah, it sounds like y'all set the tone in that bathroom and I just, you know, that festered. Man. Yeah, so, but, yeah, and it wasn't the
1: people that was in that bathroom that night, it was the people, that's great. But, it, <laughs> but it, it, it's the whole crew, the way the everybody came together, man. I think it's just really been a really good, it's been a really good um, cohesiveness amongst our group.
0: Yeah, and I love how everybody has something going on outside of that, you know, nobody's just like a, a struggling actor or a singer, like you really got, you got your life together, you know, and you guys came together for a mutual, you know. And you're trying to find love and you guys came out with, a, with great friendship. So what yeah. asked for, you know what I'm saying? Did you, you guys really think, stay-
1: you know, it's crazy. I think I was talking to either Richie or I might've been talking to Melissa the other day and I was telling her, I was like, um, I feel like this group of people are the friends I've always prayed for. These are the friends I imagined having when I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, Deep. you know, you watch shows like Living Single, you watch shows like Girlfriends and like, yeah. it's like, it's cool, but it's on screen. You don't know if that's real. Right. And it's like, I feel like our group is like that now. And not just because we were on a TV show, but like in real life, like we are like that type of, those type of friends.
0: Yeah. That energy is just right. Yeah. yeah. The energy is right. Yeah. You can't buy that. That's, that's, you can't yeah. buy that. Yeah. You can't buy that. That's you know, dope. Man. That's dope. I always
1: say you can pay to get in, but you can't, you can't buy access. Access <laughs> is granted.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's dope. So, should we we should receive or be uh, expecting a reunion right some type of reunion there's show? a reunion coming up
1: man there's a reunion coming up this week
0: on oh. <laughs> this oh, thursday
1: okay 9 p.m uh this reunion you know um this reunion emotions were high, tempers flared you know things were aired out um but at the end of the day i would say overall um, we still maintain that, that theme of black excellence we still maintain that theme of family and um, it, 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 it's definitely something to see.
0: It's got all the
1: emotional, everything that you're looking for is in that reunion. I can promise you that. I was there.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool, cool. Now, so now that you're back to your, your normal life, what's next for you? Are you seeking to get on another reality show? Uh, is there well, you know, a season? you know, I'm still
1: doing entertainment. You know, and okay. I'm going to be open to doing another reality show. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still auditioning. Um still working on, on, on doing the comedy skits and, and, and doing the uh, the TV series and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> still have my business going, you know, in my, in, my, in my regular professional life. I'm a mortgage broker. I've been working, like I said, I've been working with, um, you know, families and individuals for over 20 years, helping them to buy their first home, helping them to build wealth through their first home. Um, you know, like I said, gaining access to those four major ways to build wealth and using your home to do it. Show you how to take the top five ways to use your home to build wealth um that's a big thing in in, in, in today's age right you know everybody talks about generational wealth generational wealth well mm-hmm. the key to generational wealth no matter what anybody tells you is real estate there is no investment that you can make that is better than real estate no investment has a higher return than real estate and more consistent even during the, the worst economic downturn in the history of the united states which was from 07 to 2011. Excuse me. 08 from two thousand eleven. Real estate value still went up two to three percent across the country. Yep. It just wasn't the normal five to eight percent that it normally is, and that's why people are like, oh my God, the real estate market. But values were still going up. You know, even during that time period. So real estate is the most secure, safe, and fastest way to build wealth any of, of any type of of investment device that you can
0: have. Values. So that's what I'm up. doing.
1: Helping people to buy homes. Helping people to, to refine and you know change your life
0: yeah refi pull out all that to rent hit hey, me up. hey look yeah hit the, hit him up hit him hit up if you need that you need that plug rent's going up value's going up get in now <laughs> <laughs> let me say, say, you know
1: let me let me say this because <clears throat> on average your 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 payment to buy is going to be much less than your payment to rent if you think about it whoever you're renting from they have to be making money off of their mortgage. So they have a mortgage. So you're paying more than what their mortgage is. And even with rates going up, here's the good thing about rates going up. Well, when interest rates go up, housing prices come down because they have to be be able to be affordable, right? The house that you were gonna buy at 500,000 last year, you can't buy today because the interest rates are not 3% like they were last year, they're 8%. So in order to sell that $500,000 house, they're gonna have to come down to 450 or maybe 425 or maybe even 400 you know mm-hmm. for that to be able to fit within that because of the interest rate so interest rates going up are not always a bad thing if you know how to navigate that whole concept of you know paying versus versus uh uh gaining and, and you know debits versus credit and the rule of 72 and all the other stuff which somebody already texted me and told me stop with all the teaching so if you <laughs> want to know <laughs>
0: nah that's what we here for you-
1: <laughs> how to, to, to be able to do all those things hit me up on on, on instagram or, or or whatever inbox me and, and we'll set up a, a consultation
0: devour for the people whatever whatever social media website shavar for the people Javar for the people right there in the lower third they can't miss it and i have That's a right. bunch of links in the, the, the description for you as well so if they want to reach out to you too um yes so yeah definitely i mean hey listen Teach away, man. That's what we're here for. Free game. I told people at the top of the show, "What I tell you, we're not just gonna be talking about entertainment. You know, you can get some life gems here, man. You can get some education here, change your life." Um, real quick though, have you have you seen any benefits outside of the friendships and relationships that you built from being on the show? Like, have you gotten a acting agent, a publicist, a manager, any type of things like that? Or are you are you seeking that or? Whatever.
1: Um. So I I am working with a, a PR uh, a PR company. Shout out to, to the homie Aaron Aaron Collins. He's, okay. It's at Aaron Collins on um, on uh, IG as well. And you know, shout out to um, AO Kales too. Um, you know, she's actually a Carolina girl. I, I didn't realize that Kells was from Carolina, but um, yeah, she put together our um, premiere here in um in Atlanta. It was super dope. Like you know, she she did a, a really great premiere for us here in Atlanta and um yeah so i'm definitely connected with some pr people and uh look i was watching who was i watching the other day was it it might have been aries spears it was a it was a comedian i was watching he was on uh he was on another podcast and um he said (laughs) he said being famous for a man is the equivalent of being 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 a, a being a beautiful woman because you start to get those benefits that beautiful women get and it was crazy because I was like, "Oh yeah, the whole going places and people know who you are thing." Sometimes there's benefits to that. I have to say that.
0: Yeah, for sure. You get the get the so, face card. Get the face card. Face good. card. It helps, man. Face card becomes platinum. Your black yeah, card, especially when your real
1: face <laughs> card looks like this. You know, so hey, it helps. I need all the help I can get, man. Hey, and I got man. a face made for radio, so.
0: Hey man, use what you got, brother. Use what you got. Opportunity. Oh, so there you go. You know what I'm saying? For sure, man. But well, listen, I appreciate you, my brother, coming on, dropping gems, man, being transparent about your life, your journeys, the show. Everybody, Uh, the show has ended. It came on Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, the reunion, though, is this week. Y'all make sure y'all check that out. Well, there's two reunions.
1: There's one this week and one next week.
0: There's part really? one and part two. Okay, all right, cool, yeah. Drop that. I didn't know, so that's good to know. I'll be tuning in for sure. I got the TV One app. Y'all can get the TV one app and check it out. I think you can watch it also on Philo. Philo. There you go. So make sure you check out Shavar and the gang. Everybody, Richie came on the show. Dante came on the show. And those are the homies too. I've known them for a very long time. Good people. So you're right about that. Yeah. Um, definitely um make sure y'all tune in, man. Tune in, tune in, tune in. I'm, gonna, gonna, I'm definitely gonna um, on the outro, I'm gonna play the trailer for the show so you can guys can kind of okay. get an overview of what's going on in the show and all that. And then uh, till next time, y'all. You know where we're at. I'm kicking it every Tuesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here with somebody like Shavar Rogers, y'all. We kicked it. It was love. Thank you, brother, for the good energy. Uh, yeah, man. Let's keep in touch. I'll be in your DMs, man. Supporting you, my brother. Keep doing your thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to the show back. Actually, tell us the two movies that you're on 2BN, again.
1: Oh yeah, so two movies I'm on, 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 on 2BN. um in. Uh, Preaching Lies.
0: Preach, say, um, say that it's um, slowest. So, wait, 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 go, know, back, go back, they go back, go on back. Say, say that a little slower. Preacher what? Preaching lies. Preaching lies. Okay.
1: It is. It's a really dope movie. I played a deacon on there. Okay. Okay. So I'm up in the church. You know what I'm saying? Up in the church. And uh, Savage Revenge. Severus Revenge I actually play a judge. So, okay. You know, hey, a, a judge who, uh, somebody slides him a, a, a brief, and then he opens it up, and there's money in it. So uh, uh, case dismissed. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know how the police bust in your house they say we found five million, I mean three million, I mean a million dollars.
0: <laughs>
1: so there you go, man. But ch- check out both of those Preaching Lies, Savage Revenge. Um shout out to Tammy the Godmother. She put me in both of those movies and, and I really appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? And uh yeah, man, ca- catch me on your on a screen coming soon. You want to build wealth, hit me up. Shabara for the people. Yes, you sir. Know, and we're going to make it
0: happen. Yes, sir. Hey, man, thank you, my brother, for dropping this knowledge. People need it. I'm going to chop this up, put it on the ground tomorrow. Hopefully some people can get some value, man. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. yeah man. Appreciate you, my Let's brother. Let's do it. Appreciate you, my brother. Yes, indeed. <laughs> hey, man, I pray for you. Much success. Continue success. Keep doing your thing. Brother, I know we're going to see you on the screen again. Hey, man, Loving the loving the reality show. I watched it from top to top 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 to bottom, bottom to top. And I'm gonna check out the um the reunion shows as well. So definitely got my support right there, man. But listen, yes, sir. we are out of here, y'all. Until next time, peace and love. Don't go nowhere though. I'm gonna play the trailer for the show so y'all can check him out and you know what it's all about. All right, until next time, we out of here. All right, peace. Let's